Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. And I'd like to start with um, segmentation and um, target markets, because you've moved from working specifically on one brand at Duncan to being part of this family of brands at Inspire. And it's obvious that you're going to have different segments and different target markets within these different brands. So what I wanna give students a really good idea of what a typical customer segment looks like, maybe using Duncan compared to one of the other brands that you work for, and what makes up the attributes of that segment. Because I know that typically, Students will first and foremost think about demographics like age, gender, you know, some of the basic things, geography, when they're thinking about how to define what a customer looks like or what an ideal customer looks like. But we know from a marketing perspective, it's so much bigger than that. And so I'm hoping to give them an idea of, of what that looks like. Yeah, so, you know, even the definition of a segment has changed. So I'll use, I'll use Duncan as an example, a Duncan loyalty app customer. What we used to say what a segment is, well, this person is, is what we'll call like, you know, a, a VIP. There's someone who comes to Duncan at least five days a week and spends so much a week in as part at Duncan, right? And we'll bucket you in a segment. Or we might say, you're a casualist. You're someone who maybe comes to Duncan once a week and you, you, know, you only spend this. And you'll bucket people into a very, you know, broad segment like that based on the spend and their transaction information. Yes, that person will have a profile for where they live. Um, you know, they'll have a profile. Do they use the app and order ahead? Do they not? But those are not necessarily segments. They're more attributes. And I think it's important to have the definition between what a segment is and what an attribute. A segment is here's the criteria of that everyone that falls into this bucket. bucket. And typically in our world, segments will have some sort of transactional or spend component to them. An attribute is where do I live? Um, I am someone who, you know, if you're a retailer, it's like I am someone who likes to buy shoes, right? That's, that's an attribute. It's not necessarily a segment. But the way segmentation has evolved is now that we have so much data real time is that you're constantly fluidly moving people sometimes within a day to serve them up different types of marketing. Because the way I talked about it originally, if you're bucketed as you're a casualist because in the last six months, we see that generally you only come to Duncan once a week, I can develop marketing tactics based on that segment. But that is a very, um, it's, a, it's a very narrow way of thinking. 
because well, what if what if all of a sudden you decided to come to Duncan four times this week? Well, now suddenly, should I move you into a better segment, mm-hmm. or is that is that an anomaly or not? So you have to sort of look at trends over time, and think of the inverse of that. What if you are someone who suddenly is coming to Duncan five days a week, and suddenly you disappear for two weeks? Well, are you just on vacation? Or or did suddenly something happen and you had a bad store experience and now suddenly you're not a customer of us anymore? And so the marketing I would do to that person who suddenly disappeared and we haven't seen you in a couple weeks, I would actually maybe start treating them like an at-risk customer than necessarily a VIP customer. And that's where things like you have to look at recency. You also want to look at, I might have customers and they'll come to our mobile app and they'll look around and they're looking at products but maybe they're not ordering. Well, there's still marketing I want to do about that to say, hey, I saw you looking at, you know, at this product. Are you still interested? Are you, you know, are you hungry? Do you still want to order? In a way, that's a very, 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 very specific segment, which is people who are abandoning cart. So the 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 definition of a segment and and we don't view them very, very strictly anymore. It's more around what are all the type of use cases that you want to be marketing off of and what's the data you need for those use cases and do you have the right data and then what type of machine learning can you use and marketing tactics can you do against that against that use case that is i think how marketing has really evolved you know over the years from when i from when i first started because we can be so much more real time Mm-hmm. And this aspect of the fluidity between different segments is something that I don't think students would anticipate because they learn about segmentation and that, you know, these are your customers and they fall into these buckets and this is how you market to each of these buckets. But in this world of technology that we have, the ability to track exactly what a customer is doing and moving them into these different segments And not only that, but then customizing your marketing at that one-to-one level, to me is is huge. It's so important. Right. And, you know, we we couldn't do that years ago. Years ago, because of lead times, you did have to look at someone as, here's a segment, this is where they are, package up the data, right? Send out your, your information. Now, with digital, we can be so much more real time. And segmentation... Segmentation helps because you do sometimes just need to run like a view of your customer base, right? And so when you're looking at just general analytics, it is helpful to bucket into segments because it's, it's just the easiest way to look at it. And it's easiest way for me to see, hey, generally, am I growing in this segment or am I not, right? And, and otherwise, you can't put, it'd be difficult to put data together for like, you know, 50,000 segments. You, you have to sort of narrow it down. But when you're actually developing marketing tactics and um, and your and you know and deciding by channel, you have to think much more real time. And it's both looking backwards at what has this person done and all their behaviors and all their attributes, and deciding on marketing tactics. But it's also thinking forward looking. And you know, more sophisticated companies are really also then looking forward, meaning they're predicting what you are likely to do and deciding, am I going to give you marketing that is either going to enhance what I think you're already going to do, or maybe stop you from doing one thing and getting you to do another. 
that is, you know, much more sophistication, mm -hmm. but that's just an example of, of how marketing has, has changed. Right. So when you talk about things like transactional data and how you're sort of using that to put people into your buckets, how does that differ then between some of the different brands that you manage? Because I would imagine looking at frequency, you'd want to look at that for all of your brands, but then at the same time, you're not using the same marketing tactics for each of those brands. So then what's the other layer that helps you decide that? Correct. So take a brand like Duncan. Duncan, you can come every day and get your coffee. So in a brand like Duncan, we would look at what did you do over the last week? What did you do over the last month? And as I said before, we might consider you at Duncan um, a, good, a good customer if you come five days a week. If you show up at a Duncan four times in a month, we might consider you an eh, okay customer. Now take um, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is a sit-down restaurant. If you showed up four times at a Buffalo Wild Wings in a month, that is amazing. You are considered almost like a very, very good customer. So that, that is the difference is that you have to look at, um, you have to look at the actual business. Um, take a, a, a brand like Arby's. You know, most people don't go to Arby's every single day. If you went to an Arby's once a week, that is actually considered a really good customer. Even if you come maybe once a quarter, that, that actually could be considered, um, you know, pretty good. So every brand has um, essentially, you know, a, a recency and a frequency that is very different. Some brands you actually have to look at, like in hospitality, when I was at Starwood, we had to look at at least a year because, you know, we had to say over the course of the year, how much were you traveling for leisure and business? We couldn't say, well, what happened in the last two weeks? It, that didn't tell me anything because you could have gone on a two week vacation and then not travel for another three years. But in a, in a brand like Dunkin' or in, or in, you know, quick service restaurant, a year is a really long time. And so you have to look at data in you know, the last, I would say, anywhere from six months to a quarter, even into the last week, you would never go back and say what happened over the last year. I mean, we have it, but it's very, very hard to action upon. So even both within one industry, your frequency is gonna change in the amount of spend you're looking at. And, and across, across industry, it's gonna be very, very different. And that was something I had to learn. I had to learn going from hospitality to BJ's Wholesale and, you know, BJ's also, how often do people come and shop at a warehouse club and how much do they spend, you know, and what is better if you come every week and spend a hundred dollars at the wholesale club, is that better or worse than the person who shows up once a month and spends a thousand dollars each time? Right. So there's mm -hmm. even that debate mm -hmm. is one better than the other, or is it just, it's just a different type of customer. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are only going to come once a month. And so I need to make sure that they're getting the right marketing at the right time for that month, that, that quarterly shop where they're going to spend a thousand dollars. So it's just an example of depending on your industry, you just have to look at it really, really differently. And that's where the learning comes in, asking a lot of questions, understanding a business to pivot your, your thinking. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you've talked a lot in the last few minutes about recency, frequency, and monetary. And I know back in the 90s, my first experience with direct was this RFM analysis that was sort of this new way of segmenting. And I remember going to New York for a conference and the whole thing was about RFM analysis. And how RFM, it, ha it, has, it hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. I mean, it hasn't changed at the end no. of the day when you're talking a B2C business, it is 
how much did you make from your customer and how often are they interacting with your brand? When you're talking, if you're a retailer, if you're a hospitality, if you're an airline, if you're a restaurant, you know, any B2C company, that ultimately is what it comes down to. There is things like, you know, profitability of a customer you have to look at, you know, um, because if you have two customers and these both spend $50 with you, one customer could be more profitable for another. What type of marketing did you have to do for customer A to get them to spend that $50? Or did customer B just organically come to your site and you didn't have to spend any media to get them? And then of the $50 of what they purchased, you know, what were the cost of goods sold? And you know, you know, you could make way more money on one customer than another. So even that has to play into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just another layer of the type of things that we analyze. And also you could have two customers each spending $50, but maybe one is spending 100% of that $50 with you and somebody else is giving you $50, but maybe they're giving 200 to one of your competitors. So how exactly, you know exactly. Size, size of wallet mm-hmm. actually came, came in a lot at American Express. So in financial services, size of wallet is actually very key because, you know, a customer only has so much credit and we know customers have multiple credit cards. And so the analysis always used to be, do we think they're putting 100% of their credit card spend on our card or are they splitting it? And you're right. It's the same thing you know, we analyze the same thing. Do we think a customer comes to Dunkin' every day and on the days that they don't, they decide not to get coffee? Or do we think on the other days, are they going to one of our competitors? Or when we see them once a month, is it because they're just more of a casual coffee user or are they going four times a week to our competitor and they show up maybe once a month for us when they might be interested in a donut or something? So that is much harder data to get at. It's much, much harder. We're getting better at getting that type of data, you know, you know, via things like, you know, you know, attribution tracking and all that. But with, with, with the death of cookies and cookies going away, that's a lot of data that, that, um, you know, it's going to be difficult for, for, for us to track. Is that where perhaps marketing research can come into play where you could maybe send out a couple questions to those customers to find out if they're giving you 100% of their wallet or 20% of their wallet? Yeah, the research is helpful to understand at an aggregate level what is happening with your customer base. So for example, at, at Starwood, we used to do a lot of research and send out surveys and understand, okay, of a typical you know, platinum or gold member, how many times were, did they say that they stayed at a Hyatt or Marriott or Hilton at the time? But because not 100% of your customer base will ever respond to a survey, and typically if you can get if you can get one out of 10 people you send a survey to to respond, you're actually doing really well. You know, holding on to that data and marketing off of it is, is difficult because you're just not gonna get, you're not gonna get a lot of response. And what you don't wanna do is for your customers that don't respond to a survey, you don't now want to discount them and not give them marketing. So you have to be careful there. I think the research is helpful to understand at at a macro level what's happening with competition and where do we need to focus as a brand to fill the gap. Um, But it is hard on an actual one-to-one level. And I'd be careful with self-reported data. You know, if you say to someone, you know, and you think about it yourself, if I said to you, you know, how, how many times in the last, you know, year did you, you know, order from Amazon? Unless you actually looked up your Amazon account which 
I have done and no way would I ever think I ordered as much on Amazon as I do, right? Because you, you just, as a consumer, you tend to think, oh, I'm loyal, I'm there all the time and you're not, right? We just don't have, we don't have the stats. So you have to be careful about self-reported data. 